0: Well, hello there. We have with us today, uh, Tommy Cloud. He's the president of and started Third Act Retirement Planning in 2000. He's a certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, graduate of Georgia Tech. His firm is fee-only and fiduciary. He works mainly with CRNAs and Christians who are near retirement with a half-million-dollar investment <laughs> in assets overall. Folks, I, I present to you the great and powerful Tommy Cloud. Round of applause, Mr. Engineer, please. This is a special honor for, uh, for me and, and everybody uh, lucky enough to be listening to this today.
1: Yeah, you have an enthusiastic crowd. Good grief. Thank, that's, Thank well, that's, you all. That's
0: what the honor is all theirs. Yeah.
1: Wow. So we've got an article we're
0: going to discuss today. Um, it's a question about, is the stock market going to crash? And frankly, some of the fear tactics that are surrounding um, that with every cycle that comes down the pipe. Um, Tommy, could you share your high level thoughts on uh, market movement and and market crashes and what people near retirement really need to be thinking about?
1: First of all, Brad, thank you for posting this show weekend and month, month in and month out. You do a great job.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: It makes me a little nervous on this particular week's episode because I can see that you've you've unbuttoned that shirt that 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 button on your shirt. You like that? And that's uh that's it's that's kind of provocative, isn't it? It's a little provocative. It's getting it's, excited. It's gonna be hard for me to focus. Well really, especially after you talked about role playing a couple episodes ago.
0: Yes. Well those those are your triggers. And uh, <laughs> it's
1: things that get you excited, get
0: you fired that's up. Right. You can get that's yelling right. here in a second. I love we've, it. We've only just begun.
1: There it is. There it is.
0: We've um, only just begun. I gotta oh, put some voice, a voice into it. I can't. Cow. Sing it out, man. You need to put a link it's, to these shows. It's worth singing. Profile. You gotta. You gotta put some energy into it, right? Hey, you can't whisper that.
1: it. No. Terrible. We'll do mosquitoes or humming here in one of these episodes. We should. Or just a tickler. That's a great song. It is. Some so, market crashes. Bring market us. Bring crashes. us back
0: on focus, Tommy. That's right. Okay.
1: Market crashes. Uh, you know, Brett, as, as you and I have looked at some of these things on the surface level, except for you, of course, Now it's been a very deep and well-studied level. Um, but as we look at fear and the way people use fear, uh, in fact, there is a well-known contemporary Christian song out right now called Fear is a Liar. Have you heard that song? I have not. Can you it's sing a, great song. a few
0: bars for me?
1: Maybe fear me. is a liar wow and uh yeah it, it's it's great lyrics and and in fact what I'm gonna do is i'm gonna look up the lyrics to that while we're talking here, but Brett, fear is such a motivator um and you know you you see people um writing articles gurus that is and and, and we know who they are that are that are doing this and they're, and they're writing um articles they're doing shows to try to. Motivate people to, um, you know, uh, do what they want, invest in their products. Now, but as you can panic, see right here, right? pardon me, sir,
0: to panic and move their assets.
1: Well, that's now. exactly right. Panic now. I, I wanted to, to look right here and you can see, just go back to this. I want to put this in people's minds fear is a liar. Uh, the Bible says perfect love cast out fear. If you look at this lyrics to this song by Zach Williams, it says, and, and, and the chorus says, fear, he is a liar. He will take your breath, stop you in your steps. Fear, he is a liar. He will rob your rest, steal your happiness, cast your fear in the fire. And so I think one of the things that people have to do is exactly what that song says. If you go out there and you put garbage into your mind, you know, the stock market is going to crash. You got to put your money all into annuities. You got to put your money all into gold. You got to put your money all into something else that's not the stock market. You're coming completely away from what is intended for for the money that God's given you. So, yeah, there's a lot of propaganda out there. Have you seen any of it yourself?
0: There's a lot of fallacious and fearful thinking out there, and it's scary. Honestly. Yeah, for a lot it's of disturbing. people, people they, are wrapped up. They can't up work anymore. They're paralyzed, or they're. Lurching from one thing or another, their personal lives, family, marriages, their money—they're in uncertain in all their
1: ways, right? That's right. That's exactly right. And and so that's what we're seeing is these articles that generate all these feelings. You know, we've, we this is going to happen, and we, we got to do this. We got to do that. You know, I've been reading the government's printing money, and 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 the president's doing this, spending money here, and boom, boom, boom. They got all these things that get people all jacked up, and what they actually do is they come away from. What they should be doing with God's money. So, as we talk about today, the stock market crashing, we are going to talk about some things. And of course, stock market has crashed many times before. It's not like it doesn't crash. There, there is a, there is some truth in there that it could tr- crash. But um, just to answer your question, yeah, there's definitely a lot of fear mongers out there, and and you, we've all dealt with those. It's it's a kind of a form of abuse and, and control manipulation.
0: Yeah. So to take it all home, uh, when you see these articles. Basically, there are marketers that are trying to manipulate you by fear to sell everything, move it all to them so they can make commission and fees. In large part, they're exploiting FOMO or FUD, that is, fear, uncertainty, doubt, to mess with people and make money, yeah. profit off it.
1: That's right. That's exactly what they're doing. Um, and, and a lot of times, Brett, they want them to subscribe to their newsletter. You know, I called the crash on the exact day and all this other silly stuff. And I remember getting into it with a client about a guy that was his name was Peter Schiff. And he's he's still out there today, I guess. He, he called something right. And I was just telling my client the chance of him getting this thing right twice. Or, you know, if you make enough predictions, one of them is going to come true. You know, if, if you shoot enough half court shots, one of them is going to fall. And and so um, but yeah, that, that's exactly right. So uh, you got more into, g-
0: into it with a client or with Peter himself?
1: No, a client of mine, like a decade ago or yeah. more. He was this, Peter had written articles saying that the, 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 the European stock market was going to crash and all this. And it would just, you know, you've you got to take all your money out and do this. Or, or maybe it was put all the money into the European stock market. I couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah. But it was just equally as ridiculous. <laughs> and, uh, you, you're familiar with some of this stuff. though. Right?
0: I know quite a bit about Peter Schiff and what he has to say, you know, his macroeconomic assessments are fantastic. But the thing about economics, it's uh it's not a crystal ball. I haven't gotten my crystal ball. It has not arrived from Amazon just yet. And huh. you know what? Peter doesn't have one either. So when he talks about unsoundness of give different centralized governmental practices and the way they run their finances, it's sound, but when does it all fall apart? And, how is the way we run it here in the United States any different than the way they run it in Europe or other parts of the world? A lot of these leading central banks and treasuries run it the exact same way. So which one, which house of cards?
1: Oh, wait, wait, I hear the music there. I I hear the music. Um, Let's, uh, if we could, we're just going to kind of pause for a second here. And I, I just wanted to briefly talk here for a second about Uh, something that you might know a little bit about. Now, aren't you out there in the Atlanta market, kind of going on some dates every now and then?
0: Every now and again, I try to get myself out there, meet some new people. Uh,
1: Good. I'm proud of you. Well, Brett, I haven't found as many hot
0: tubs as I'd like, but I'm talking to a friend that knows of a few that are uh, exciting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You, uh, you know, from what I can tell, you're doing an amazing job in the Atlanta date market. In fact, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that you actually went on a date with uh, a movie star. Is, is that not accurate that you went on a date with a movie star
0: there? Oh, my goodness. There might be some truth in that. Yes. Um, what was that like to go out no with comment. Alicia Silverstone? I, I probably, and you can
1: see here, folks, that look, she looked good <laughs> even 20 years later.
0: <laughs> probably shouldn't comment that much about it out of respect to her. She's a lovely lady. Very sweet. Um, very down to earth, uh, has kindness and compassion and warmth and the life experience. And, and she's one of those rare few that's been through the, the, um, meat grinder that is Hollywood and and still has a, a heart and a soul left in her. So, you know, Alicia, if you're listening, well done, as I told you myself, that's, uh, that's impressive. And so, but yeah, it's interesting who you end up meeting in the Atlanta dating market. Sometimes
1: it's somebody famous. Well I'm I want to congratulate you on that and I'm I'm happy for you and your success and dating that you're having in at Atlanta.
0: Thank you for that ambush with that piece of information so much.
1: All right there, Brett. Well, let's go back to the topic of is the stock market going to crash?
0: Let's talk a little bit about that. Yes. So, um when you think about the uh, types of crashes that we've faced in economic history, um, a couple different styles that have come and gone, uh, what do you think, what, what form do you think it'll take going forward? There are sort of deflationary and inflationary crashes. Um, what do you see in the offings? Again, none of us know when it's going to happen, but
1: the form, what do you think it'll take? That's a good question. And one of the things that I do want to talk about, Brett, is the – you asked me what form I think it's going to take. Inflationary, deflationary, stagflation, and all these different types of scenarios that could be going on economically that would contribute to something like that. Um, It could just be as simple as as the herd, just the herd moving out. Of course, the herd will move out during deflation. Um, What I'm seeing is, Brett – to your question, is that we have an extremely overvalued stock market. One of the things I did before this call that I wanted to show our viewers is I actually went in and looked at, just I wanted to show the viewers the current price-turns-ratio on the S&P 500. And, you know, as you can see, it's very high right now. Um, it's, is it about, I think it's at 33 is what it says and if we click here as you can see we got up to 29 it says but if you go back you know the average you can see here it got into the hundreds during the crash but that's not really accurate you know before before the crash here it got up to about 20 and in the late 90s i believe it got up to 43 let's see here in the 90s where it was 20 they're saying 30 well there's 31 32 so when you have a price earnings ratio that is where it is right now at 29 And you're in a situation where it's really historically high. So that puts it about, you know, if the the historical average is 15 and we're now at 33, 30, 35, you hear different numbers. I heard it got as high as 37 in September when this article was written. It's concerning. You can't pay 35 times a company's earnings and expect it to stay like that. That's very expensive historically. It's more than double the historical rate that we've paid for stocks. and there's not enough economic growth. We don't have any reason. It's not like we have another baby boomer generation that's coming through. The millennials are are not a huge generation in numbers, nor are they a huge number in the amount of dollars they're generating in the gross domestic product of our country. So again, I feel like uh, very clearly the stock market is overvalued. And I think, what does that tell me? Well, here's what that tells me. That tells me that the herd the group of investors has run back into the stock market over the past 12 years since 2009, when the rebound had started in February of 2009. And it'll be uh, in, 2000, in 2022, we'll be at 13 year anniversary of the rebound from the financial crisis um, crash. So Rhett, I think it's going to happen in the form of, of, of the obviously the herd moving out. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be an economic backdrop to it. Usually the stock market will predict the economy. In other words, The stock market will crash first and then the economy will suffer. It's like a profit. You know, the the, the stock market will skyrocket before the economy begins to recover is typically what we've seen historically. Well, quickly, what might be a,
0: a few of the options that you've advised some of your customers to take in order to make more sensible sort of hedges and protections against a crash of some kind or another? Um, that uh, isn't a knee-jerk reaction, but has actually protected them well over the years? What could they expect uh, in terms of some sample advice for those near-term retirement people? That's a
1: great question. I love that question. And, you know, Brett, you went back to, if I remember correctly, you said your crystal ball hasn't arrived (laughs) quite yet from Amazon. You got one of the more expensive ones, right? You kind of got the,
0: went all in? It was the cheapest one they had, but, you know, I, I figured... I don't know. Do you, you want to share one, like a link or something, the one that you got? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm open to suggestions. It, you got it, that's right. Know. That's right. I love Everybody it. says they have a better one, but it's almost like they just want my money.
1: Yeah. Well, um, and that could be a possibility there, too. So, Brett, as we look at what you said, there's no crystal ball. I want to start with that. I want to start with the crystal ball theory. And the crystal ball theory—I love that that stoic face. That's impressive. You should be a poker player. Tell you what—it's amazing. Maybe I am. Um, There's no crystal ball. These guys are writing articles, and as you said, his economic theories—and you were referencing Peter Schiff—has not given you the impression that he has a for sure uh, economic ball. Well, God says so through. Solomon, who is one of the wealthiest men that's ever lived. I wrote an article on my website about his net worth, which I believe exceeded a trillion dollars in today's dollars. If you look at all the gold and the horses and all the land that he had, they calculated it roughly, whatever I put in that article, I, I believe it exceeded a trillion dollars. And, you know, Solomon wrote, Invest in seven ventures, yes, even eight. You don't know what disaster is going to come upon land. We don't know if we're going to have inflation, deflation, stagflation. What we're going to have a, a war, you know. Usually, with war, inflation accompanies war. But we we have no idea what's going to happen. And so that's the first thing that people need to realize that they don't know what is going to happen. The second thing, and and this is in this verse. This verse has two pieces of very valuable investing information. Number one, we don't know what's going to happen. Number two, spread out your wealth. Don't just put it in the stock market. That's the best thing that I can recommend to my clients. Don't just put it in the stock market. Put it in bonds, even though bonds are to a 40-year high. Put it in real estate. Put it in gold. Put it in U.S. stocks. Put it in foreign stocks. Put it in foreign bonds. It's very difficult to invest in commodities if someone has a legitimate way to invest in commodities which of course would be um, food, uh, oil, natural gas. If they can do that in a legitimate way, meaning not through ETFs and mutual funds, which have contango and basically just make it like you're just rolling the dice, it hardly has anything to do with the performance of oil or natural gas of any of those ETFs. They're not really related to commodities because of contango and backwardation. But That's how you do it, Brett. You just, you have to diversify. If if you really want a sound strategy, you could even do, you know, whole life insurance instead of bonds in there, a nice dividend paying whole life insurance from a mutually owned company like a Northwestern or a Mass Mutual or a New York Life or a Guardian or one of those type companies. Anything, you know, you want diversification. You know, you have taken some high risk opportunities and gotten into a little bit with the crypto you know, I would consider that a high risk type of investment. And so you could even do something like that if you had some money to put into something high risk. But those would be some of my suggestions. And and those are some of the things that I commonly go through with my clients. And really, the rental real estate, uh, particularly in the short term rental market with VRBO and Airbnb are becoming more and more popular options for my clients that would like to diversify and they have the money to diversify into real estate.
0: Excellent. Well, those are some very interesting options. Um, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you and uh, learn about uh, next steps or even just get maybe a, uh, a consultation, uh, how would they reach out to you for perhaps a free conversation consultation and learn about what working with you might look like? That's a good question.
1: Uh, what they could do is they can go to my website and click on get started now, which is right here. And they can just come down here and click on Schedule Now, and then go to what we call our Retirement Ready Success Call, and then jump on my calendar and schedule the call anytime they'd like. As it says on the page, we'll look at their current situation and what's working, what's not working with them, and where they want to go, and then kind of how to get there. And I'll share some strategies and tips that I use with my other clients that are helping my clients achieve a uh, retirement that's making it uh, the best phase of their life so far. And uh, they can also, so the website is thirdactretirement.com. The local phone number, as you can see there, is 770-971-2888. And the phone number is 800-917-5016. Brett, they can call in. Anybody that answers the phone can schedule this call for them, which again is the retirement ready success call. There's no no cost. There's no obligation. At the end of this short call, we'll decide if we want to even have a second meeting. Outstanding. Well... Great to
0: speak with you again, Tommy. I appreciate you sharing all your thoughts and uh, look forward to doing this with you again. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Always appreciate you.